I got to tell you All right. that tonight should be better as far as sniffles go because right now I don't feel anything. And I took a Claritin mint flavor. I had a cough drop with menthol again to really breathe that in. I have Vicks. I, man, I'm Good. combating the cats with a cat shirt so it cancels out. And I... Well, the cat has never been closer to you mm, than now. You know, look at him. You know, that shirt makes me very uncomfortable. The cat has a cat shirt on. You see that? The cat? I don't like I shirt. don't like shirts that show cats wearing and doing adult things. It makes me Sorry, very uncomfortable. Oscar. Maybe we can compromise. <laughs> I'll wear this shirt every Monday and Friday. <laughs> and you I don't want to wear the shirt at you all. Wear it Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. No, 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 no. No, I'm not wearing oh, that. I think you will. No, if you'll excuse me, I have a little Mexican for lunch. Stop. Please stop. I can't. Okay, <laughs> Christian, you recording? Oh. You recording? Because we got metal arm, broken wings, hail Hydra. Do you read the Bible cap? All of this and more on this edition of Sequel Men, the podcast. Coming at you, not live from the Triskelion Shield headquarters. Two men talk about the films you care about. Or don't. It's the Sequel Men Podcast, and it starts right now. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in to yet another episode of Sequel Men, the podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Christian Bring It All, straight out of work and ready to twerk. That's right. That'll be one of our Patreon bonuses. Uh, uh, hey, one of my co-hosts here, why don't you go take it away? I'm yeah, myself all flustered hey, here. Wow. Hey, Spencer. Hi. How are you? <laughs> good, good. I gotta say, we're the sequel men, as I've said, uh, as Joel cool, said, cool. as you yep. said, as I've said, and we talk about films that at least have one sequel in the simplest forms, but in a more broader form, a broader form, film franchises. And right now, we're in the middle of MCU, that's the Marvel Cinematic Universe, Phase 2, and today, I mean, this episode... We got Captain America, the Winter Soldier, which the title I feel like they could have had better because it sounds like Captain America is the Winter Soldier, but it doesn't matter. It's fine. Oh, losing my connection. That's good. That's real good. So I'll just keep talking while I reconnect here. This film is when Captain America got good. Oh, yeah. Even in the Avengers, he was still kind of just okay. But this one is when he became cool. It's when Marvel really decided, you know what we can do? We can, we already know we can make a great comic book movie. But let's mm -hmm. make a great 
movie that's also in a comic book universe. The other ones were good movies too. That's not what I mean. But this one is like well, yeah, spy. I was just saying the same thing last night. Action. It's not. It's like the Dark Knight. Kind of. Yeah. I was just yeah. I was talking to my roommate about it after the movie last night. I was like, you know, it's not just a great. It's not just oh a superhero movie. It's got right. it's a great political thriller. It's got espionage, spy, that sort of thing. Yeah. Very good. Very well done while incorporating stuff from the Captain America lore. And this has the most like side characters, too. like supporting characters. Yeah. And the thing is, yeah. they all have something to do. Every character in this has well, something to do. I don't know about Sharon. I even she has some, she's not in it very much, so it doesn't matter. No. But this move, this is to this point, it's the best MCU movie. I think it's even better oh, than the wow. Avengers. Wow. And obviously we get even. It's Beating it's tough Thor to the rank Dark them World, for me really? right now. huh? Beating Thor: The Dark World. Yeah. The best MCU up to this point. So Incredible close. Hulk? Super wow. close. Super close. But definitely, <laughs> it's about top. as close as the West Coast to the East Coast. Sure. Oh. But, but uh, oh, there's a sniffle for you. Um, I have a bit of trivia here, real quick. I I'm the most prepared for this episode that I've been in a while. I I am not that as prepared as you. I just have but a couple. I'm ready to go. I just have a couple bits that are kind of cool. You know, what? I can find one right now. Anthony Mackie's appearance in this film fulfills his dream of playing a Marvel comic book character. He wrote a series of email pleas to Marvel wanting to play <clears throat> any comic character that would appear on film. Though the studio repeatedly replied to him that they will respond in due time, Mackie's emails caught the attention of producer Kevin Feige, who subsequently offered him the role of Sam Wilson, a.k.a. Falcon. Unlike other films in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, this movie minimizes the use of visual effects as much as possible. And Anthony Mackie, ouch, I got something in my eye, elaborated, the Russos, what they did was so great what they did that was so great was they wanted to stay with live action which is a dying art form if they could build it they built it if we could do it we did it they wanted to do as little cgi as possible that's why the movie looks so great and that explains a lot because this movie is shot great and then one more little itty bitty bit actually two more little itty bitty bits (laughs) chris evans and scarlett johansson wrote their own dialogue for several scenes they had together so that's fun and last one here robert redford wanted to do a film the film because his grandchildren are fans of the marvel films and he wanted them to see him in one so that's neat oh man who would have thought a name like robert freaking redford would be in the mcu acting legend (laughs) wow and he gave a great performance too he did you see, you see that more and more these days, with especially with the Mar- especially with the Marvel films more recently, pretty recent. <laughs> but more big name, big name actors. They know where the money is. They know where the fun part is. Part of the MCU, not just because of their grandchildren, but I mean Anthony Hopkins, uh, Michael Douglas, um, Angelina Jolie now, Kumail Nanjiani. And the rest of them. Because they cool Paul Rudd. Big name I mean, who would have thought yeah. Paul Rudd? 
would have uh, ever yeah. been in one of these. But they found a mm-hmm. character for him. Man, I'm going to email Marvel. A, just put me in the background. I don't even have to be a character. A, I know you already cast him, but I want to play Dum Dum Dugan. <laughs> Actually, you know who would be really cool to play? Cyclops. Beast. One of the mutants. Yeah, I want to be one of the mutants. Yeah. Or... You could be... Uh, uh, the Human Torch in the Fantastic Havoc. Four. I could be Johnny. Who would you be good as? I'm trying to think. Gambit. Hmm. No. Nah. I don't think I can do the... Uh, the uh, required uh, uh, Cajun accent. Your Foghorn Leghorn costume. I mean, I could learn. I could learn. Um, Wolverine would be cool. I say, I say, I'm a next man now. If I got ripped, I have the height for Wolverine, and I can make my beard into whatever they'd need me to, you know. So I think you look too kind. Yeah, you but they could kind of a they look. could gruff me up. <laughs> they could rough me up a little bit, put some scars. Yeah, yeah, bub. But <laughs> yeah. all right. Steve Bloom is a great voice performer for Wolverine. Who is? But I got uh, Steve Bloom, voice actor. Oh, right, I believe you. Cowboy Bebop. He plays Amon in Legend of Korra, which we will do the Last Airbender series at some point. Oh, will we? We will. All right. We will. But I got a little tiny bit of trivia. I was just scoundering through, is that a word? Yeah. Through Wikipedia here. Frank Grillo, who played Rumlow. Yep. uh, He signed a seven film deal. He did? Yeah. Which I think we've only seen him in two. Three. No, 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 no. No, three. Just once was barely. He's in phase three. Yeah. So, so he's going to show up four more times? He has to. He's got it in the contract. Did they not realize that when, <laughs> spoiler alert, did they not realize that when they wrote Civil War? <laughs> I don't know. <clears throat> All right. Well, let's see. I do not know. We'll see. Uh, well, if anybody can do it, Marvel can. Little, here's another little bit. Oh, another bit about Robert Redford, too. As to what attracted him to the film, Redford said it interested him by being different from his usual work and that he, quote, wanted to experience this new form of filmmaking that's taken over where you have kind of cartoon characters brought to life through high technology. Well, Cap is flattered that you <laughs> you call him a cartoon character right. right in the echelons of Joel. Yeah. With his five foot two distorted appearance but i think it's cool that he you know i that goes into the theme earlier that i was talking about these people want to be a part of these movies because it's you know it's kind of the new thing it's like hey it's kind of interesting and another thing hold your thought another thing is the visual effects team for atwell Haley atwell mm-hmm. they did a makeup for her she's like she realized on receiving the script, Atwell realized the character would be 96 and I would be up to my eyeballs and prosthetics. The visual effects team was not satisfied with the initial makeup used to make Atwell look older and eventually resorted to aging her through CGI, yeah. which I did not even notice that that I was all either. CGI. I th- now, 
going on your point about these big that's names about it that I have wanting to do these. And I'm going to spend some time. A, on. I'm sure there's more interesting things here. Oh, uh, Christopher Marcus and Stephen McFeely wrote the screenplay, which I think they also did Thor: The Dark World. So it's kind of interesting to see they go right from uh, Thor to making this great film. Maybe they were rushed on Thor because they were working more on on this film. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah, and also, the Russo brothers, this is when they begin their reign. This is when they start their takeover. And boy, do they Mm -hmm. leave a mark in a a good Mm -hmm. way. Yeah, going off the thing, too, about... Joe has a cameo in it. Who? Joe, Joe Russo. Oh, yeah, he does. Yeah, he the does. doctor. Yeah. One of the doctors. But these big names wanting to be in these movies, just one more point, is sure. like Robert Redford, you know, it's something different than what they've done. So like, yeah, why not? I've done everything else. Let's do this. We'll just have fun. And I think you could tell that he had a good time with this role. Absolutely. Speaking of his Dude, role. Do we, oh, yeah, go ahead. I just have a quick note. I just read this, yeah. just glancing over the page. Gary Sinise is the narrator mm-hmm. at the Smithsonian Institute yeah. for the CAP exhibit. Very cool. Which makes sense because he's big on like veterans. Oh yeah, and veteran. Stuff. Yeah, military. Mm-hmm. What if he grew his legs back for this? Didn't really matter. It's just his voice. <laughs> Do you think he's playing that character? Oh. Uh, like that's a Forrest good one. Gump is canon in this. You he recorded that a long time ago. No. I don't know. I did. Well, I'll talk about it once we get into it. But speaking of getting into uh, it, just, should we? What, yeah. what did you want to talk about? Were you going to get into Act One? Yeah. Or did we want yeah. to mention how we first saw the movie? Oh yeah, first saw the movie. Because I know we kind of been doing that as a trend. I cannot remember if I saw this in theaters or not. I did not. I didn't I think either. I mentioned it. I think I mentioned it in the last episode, but I just bought, I went on a Marvel binging thing a couple years ago, and that's where I watched, well, no, Thor the Dark World was a different thing, but I bought, I was going and buying all the movies on Blu-ray because I wanted to watch them, Mm -hmm. and I hadn't seen Captain America the Winter Soldier, so I decided to buy it, and I watched it, and it was a great film. I had only caught like the ending of it on TV before, but little did I know I was missing out on such a good film. Yes, great you were. acting. Great acting. Yeah, I think oh. I saw it. I What's saw the... this in, in at Grand Valley. They had a movie night in the like the freshman land area, the freshman housing area. There's a grassy ah. field, and they had a like an inflatable screen, and they projected mm-hmm. it. And projector debt. Yeah. <laughs> And it was, uh, that was fun. It was kind of hard to see, though, just because the lighting, the projector and the script, just, it was fine. Uh-huh. But I, I originally saw it, I think I downloaded well, it Well, you said you did I, that with Thor. Yeah, I didn't download it. I just watched the stream. But then I bought it and watched it that way. So, we're good. Let's get into uh, Act 1. After New York, I convinced the World Security Council we needed a quantum surge in threat analysis. For once, we're way ahead of the curve. By holding a gun to everyone on Earth and calling it protection. You know, I read those SSR files. 
greatest generation, you guys did some nasty stuff. Yeah, we compromised, sometimes in ways that made us not sleep so well. But we did it so that people could be free. This isn't freedom, this is fear. S.H.I.E.L.D. takes the world as it is, not as we'd like it to be. And it's getting damn near past time for you to get with that program, Cap. Don't hold your breath. Act one. We open with who we find out is Sam Wilson doing a little jog in Washington, D.C. when Steve laps him several times with the famous line, On your left. After the jog, Sam and Steve officially meet and chat about what Steve has missed through the years and what they both do now. Black Widow shows up in a sick-ass ride to pick Steve up for a mission. The mission is to rescue hostages on a S.H.I.E.L.D. ship that's been overrun by Betrock the Leaper and his people, his pirates. Steve makes easy work of the crew, certainly killing at least 20 people, while Nat gets S.H.I.E.L.D. intel and actually compromises the mission on accident. We also meet Rumlow in the fight. He's a strike team S.H.I.E.L.D. guy working with Cap right now. Cap and Fury butt heads in in the idea of protecting the country shield has developed these huge helicarriers that are weapons to kill thousands of people at once that are a threat and that's how they're designed and they fly around forever basically holding the world under a gun steve doesn't like this he visits his museum exhibit and sees peggy's interview and bucky's memorial or tribute area he visits old lady Peggy, she's still alive, and they talk about life. Steve goes to see Sam at the VFW, and then after, he meets with Secretary Pierce, Alexander Pierce. Fury, get, oh, after he meets with Secretary Pierce, Fury gets attacked. He talks with Pierce first. He gets attacked by a group of police officers that are fake police officers, and a sweet chase scene ensues. Fury then gets attacked by a mysterious dude in all black with a mask on. But don't worry, he digs a hole to the center of the earth, I can only imagine, and ends up at Steve's apartment. He has small talk with the girl down the... Steve has small talk with the girl across the hall. Just remember that. Fury speaks in code to Steve about S.H.I.E.L.D. being compromised, and suddenly Fury gets shot three times by the guy in black, the Winter Soldier. Let's just call him what he is. We don't find that out later, but that's his name, Winter Soldier. Agent 13 reveals herself. She's the girl from the across the hall, and is assigned, says she's assigned to protect Steve. Fury gives Steve a flash drive, and Steve gives chase to the Winter Soldier and throws his shield only for the soldier's metal arm to be revealed, and he catches it and throws it back and vanishes. Fury is pronounced dead. I think you caught most Rest of that. Peace, I cut Nick out Fury. Though. Rest in peace, Nick. Yeah, for now. For now. <laughs> we get the, the end, Nick Fury will return. Yeah, <laughs> we get the uh, the opening line on your left. Like I forgot that yeah, that was the very yeah. first line in this movie. That. That's an iconic line. And it's the very, oh, oh, we can't go ahead. No, but it but is. I, it's just, it's an iconic Everyone line. knows what everyone, yeah, everyone knows. Everybody knows it. They that do. That is that famous line. Except now it's inverse, ring theory. Mm -hmm. It's see, Cap saying it to him. 
yeah, this movie, it starts off so yeah. well. Mm-hmm. And it never looks back. Like, each act, I'm just like, yes, let's go. I'm never like, okay, well, if I wasn't doing a podcast about this, I would skip ahead 10 seconds. There was none of that. Every scene, Mm-mm. I'm just like, let's go, dude. It's great. It's great. It the pacing is good. The back and forth the between Sam and Steve. Yeah. Steve's list of things Except- that he has to catch up on, including Star Wars is on the list. I Love Lucy right, is on right. the list. Ah, I didn't. I didn't get a good look at the list. Let me tell you. I know what's he on added that Marvin Gaye reference. Yeah, caps. You have it. List in winter. Oh, you're looking it up. He's yeah. looking it up, fellas and I ladies, am. listeners, sequelers. All right. Here's Captain America's to-do list. Are you ready? I love Lucy. The Moon Landing, Berlin Wall, Steve Jobs, Apple, uh, Disco, Thai Food, Star Trek, or Star Wars slash Trek, Nirvana, parentheses, Band, Rocky, uh-huh. parentheses, Rocky 2, with a question mark, and Trouble Man, that song that, um, yeah, Marvin Gaye. And did you know- Which is, are you going to say what I think you're going to say? Um, that for in each country that this movie was released, his list is oh, different. No, that's not what I was going to say. Like it, it alters between countries to be relevant to the country. So, oh, the album? No, the Steve's list of things. Oh, oh, sorry. Like it has different stuff on the list depending on which country it, you're, it was released in, which is very cool. So, Jap- Japan. Nintendo, Mario. Probably. PlayStation. Honestly. Kratos. I bet. bet. But, ah, man. Legend of Zelda. This shows. I don't know if if Steve would be into that. How much more advanced of a a human he is than Sam. He'd probably be appalled by Call of Duty. Probably would. (laughs) He probably would be appalled by Call of Duty. Uh, this, this is inaccurate. This isn't. I'm not playing this. He wouldn't even know what to do. But yeah, he's adjusting to Real life. People are dying out there. Yeah, that's what I, he'd say. I love the chemistry it's... that he and Sam have right away too. Like right. they're both military personnel, mm-hmm. and they understand. Yeah, the life, the military life. Mm-hmm. And I, I also love how Cap, like it shows just how highly advanced he is even compared to like an athletic in shape guy by lapping him lapping him several times it's just visually oh shit that was all the same day what I didn't think of it like that I thought it was like cutting between different mornings no because remember he was like you just ran 13 miles and wow like 10 minutes or uh, like 20 minutes or something. And he goes, that's slow, yep. huh? Right. Yeah, so I, did, the same I day. cannot believe. I must not have been paying attention that much. Apparently not. During that scene. Apparently not. But uh, I do like their banter, yeah. And also the, or Scarlet's or, or Black Widow's get in nerd moment. Yeah. 
<laughs> and she's like, I like how they're whenever they talk. Well, not whenever, but when they do oh, talk, man. It, they frequently talk about like, oh, what about that girl from like, like as if they were in high school. Like, she's what about the girl wing from girl? Yeah, his wing woman. Uh huh. Uh huh. And I soon to be replaced by Sam. But <laughs> there you go. <laughs> but their chemistry too is just great. Everybody's chemistry in this is really, it's really, really good. When they're talking about the mission, did you notice a little foreshadow when Steve is suspicious about why Agent Sitwell is on the ship in the first place? He's yeah. like, why Why is Agent Sitwell on this ship? Whatever. Well, it's a S.H.I.E.L.D. ship, isn't it? Yeah, but I can't remember what the ship is. But it's something where him being on there is pretty suspicious, I guess. Uh. Oh, one more thing just about the movie in general. Well, not one more thing. There's several. The fight choreography and the whole thing is just magnificent. Oh, absolutely. It's some of the best in any movie that I've ever seen. Oh, man. Especially in Act 3. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. But with Batroc. Lots of great stuff. Even. Batroc, that was cool. That was cool. And like, I thought you were more than your shield. I was like, all right, bitch, let's go then. Here's my shield, let's go. Apparently he turned into a frat dude. Dude, Cap's <laughs> fighting style is so different than what I, I remember, I guess, because it seems more modern than what I would imagine yeah. uh, a guy from the 40s. Uh, you, like, imagine Indiana Jones. Right, like just deal. these classic you know punching but he's like jumping classic swing. he uses his leg like it's a lot of kickboxing like a yeah a lot of advancing and knee locking around your neck yeah. that sort of thing like he uses his I wonder, oh do you think he got some training a little bit by black widow possibly because oh, they do have similar fun thing about black widow yeah they were intentional about how her fighting style was too i don't know if you caught on but it kind of resembles like her movements and stuff kind of resemble a spider. Like just kind of how a spider would, would move, especially like later in the movie when she swings down, you know, kind of like on a mm. spider web, how yeah, she enters I, I the scene. That. Yeah. Just, I did not catch that in her fighting style at all. Yeah, Her fighting but style is that very would consistent. Make sense. Yeah. But, but she's great. So, where do we go? He go, he goes for his morning run. He goes to Shield, where we get to see the Triskelion Shield headquarters. Yep, which is in DC. I'm assuming. Most likely makes sense. But very cool design. Yep. Of the building. Yep. Cool interiors. Uh, kind of reminded me a little bit of the sword interior. From WandaVision. Oh, maybe Just they... the front lobby. I probably... There. Mm-hmm. But the the back and forth with, with Nick and Steve, too, is great. Because you're getting oh. two opposing uh, views on, on how to protect the world. World views. Yeah, and it's, it's great. Because you have S.H.I.E.L.D. on one hand that's like, yo, we got to protect through force... And fear, and he's like, Steve's like, no, that's not how America, that's not how I, no, that's not how it's supposed to be. You're, you're controlling with with fear. That's not freedom. 
And he's right. Like a lot of my views line up with Steve Rogers, which is really refreshing. You know, Captain America has those more progressive type views instead of, and especially because he's military, you'd think, oh, he'd be all about weapons and fighting. No, he's about actual freedom, not having to be afraid of, well, I hope I don't get shot today by these flying well, here's machine the thing. guns. He is a product of the uh, participating member of the greatest generation of people who served during World War II. So they actually fought for a purpose. Yeah. Principles. They had principles. Uh, mostly. Remember most those? Everyone did. Yeah. Those then the fun. Vietnam War happened. But uh, anyway. Yeah, now it's just about oil and gas. That... That scene, that scene, that that basically what we're talking about here is where that's where the dichotomy happens between Steve and Nick, because they're they grew up during different time periods and different. He's more conservative and principled, in his view, whereas Nick is more guerrilla warfare, do what needs to be done, sort of a guy. But anyway, he's more extremist. Talk, yeah, or not more steve is more play by the rule book whereas nick is write the rule book as we go along yeah as fast and loose. price said as price said yeah or pierce um when you pierce i keep saying price because call of duty maybe it's creeping in my skull which that opening scene uh on the boat the cargo ship that's very reminiscent of the opening mission of call of duty 4 and it's an amazing you basically scene. do the same thing. It's on a shipment cargo ship, except it's raining, but similar thing. And yeah, you said, okay, I'm getting off topic here. As we do. Oh, I shouldn't have said that. It's trademark. That's not no. ours. <laughs> in one of my favorite scenes in the movie. Yeah. Is in the two favorite scenes is in this elevator. In. Shield headquarters. When he's talking to Nick? Where he's talking to Nick. Yeah. Where he's talking to Nick. And it's because they do this very subtle thing. Very subtle. And it comes back later. Where they're going down the elevator. They're having this chit chat, whatever. Which is also important. I'll get to it in a second. But you hear this. <laughs> as they pass these steel bars. And it's Godzilla. It's Godzilla powering up. He's attacking. He's they're making Mecha Godzilla. Oh man! Or he sees the helicarriers as a threat. But that voom sound is the, like the steel bars passing the window as they go down. It's kind of a it's it's subtle, but yet it's there. You notice it. It's pretty cool. That comes back later. I absolutely love how they give this story of of Nick's grandfather. An and how he was a operator. doorman for or an elevator operator, excuse me. Fun for fact about that real quick. Decades. Samuel yeah, L. Jackson's real life grandfather was an elevator operator. That's great. Mm -hmm. See, they incorporated reality into the, into the art. Yep. That's great. But the story is so relevant because it it's just a small, tight knit slice of life story that encompasses the entire theme of the movie. 
Yeah, it does. I don't want to give it all away too soon, but remind me, we'll bring it up later. I got to remember this. Okay. The, the theme of how the longer his grandfather worked, the more violent and chaotic his job became. I remember. Remember that because it's important. Okay. But it also, uh, when they go to see the, the helicarriers and everything, I don't know what Steve's, I don't, I don't really agree with him on his concerns. Oh, I do. About that. You, now, so you'd be fine now, with these okay. things just flying around, we're just on if their own deciding, being... oh, they're a threat, cut, 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 done, done. <laughs> and if somebody's standing in the way, an innocent cut, 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 person, cut, cut, then done. they get shot too. <laughs> And it's like, well, another one, another one bites the dust, sir. Right. But, it's like, well, what are our casualties up to? Uh, 10,000. Um, how many innocent? Well, you can Ooh. sure as hell bet it be useful against Godzilla. Yeah. Well, Godzilla doesn't exist in this, in this universe. Well, maybe he will. Maybe we'll have a crossover event. Mm -hmm. That would be awesome. Yeah, it would, but we're not going to get that. That would be awesome. And, but no. The thing about the helicarriers is I thought I was under the impression that they were they were being made to combat the aliens in another invasion that we saw in the Avengers, which I like the little callback that Nick gives about the the our brand new repulsor engines. Mm -hmm. Yep. Stark uh, suggested him after getting an up close look at our turbine system. <laughs> right. The when he got stuck in it. Yeah. So he's like, yeah, yeah. we got to. We're going to figure this I out. I loved that. We're going to do some repulsor tests. Little things like that. I love how they, they weave them in, even in little moments. This movie has but, a lot of those. Like, yeah. It Like when, when he's talking with Peggy and she's telling Steve, you know, I got to live my life. My only regret is that you didn't get to live yours. Remember that. Remember that. Remember that. Absolutely. Oh, oh. and another thing that has to do with Peggy in his apartment, the music. Oh, yep. The song on the vinyl. Yep. And one Remember more thing that. with Peggy. He, that's the at last the thing end, you're going to hear in this phase, in these three phases. At the end of their conversation, she he says, you know, you're, you still owe me a dance. So that's I, no, a common he said, theme. He said... I can't leave my best girl or my best girl so old. I couldn't just leave my best girl or something on the dance floor. I wish I remembered the line. I think he says that you still owe me a dance. Something along those. But yeah, they're talking about the dance that they didn't get. Right. But that was so sad, man. Yeah. When she has that coughing fit and then she can't remember. She didn't remember that they were just talking. I know. And she just recognized him again for the first time. It is. But I don't think it's funny. It's not funny at all. But I think it could have been done a little more subtler. Yeah, but they probably wanted to hammer home the home the emotional weight of this yeah, scene. Yeah, I get it. Because Absolutely. she's grown old. Sad. He hasn't. And it, he's having to adjust to his new life a man out of time really he's he's right adjusting his on reaction, the fly with everything his reaction was touching what did he do like it kind of you could see it broke his heart to see oh, that yeah. she couldn't 
she had Alzheimer's and couldn't remember who he was. It's sad. Yes. But I think it could have been, it, I think maybe it would have been more effective if they were just talking and she, like, just suddenly started, like, you look like Steve. And then she, like, instead of having the cough and then have it be like a, oh, like, I'm not trying to make fun of it. I'm just saying it reminded me of, like, a 51st dates sort of deal. Hi, I'm Tom. You know? Where it's like, sure, it's not, I don't, I, again, I don't mean to make a, a funny moment out of it. I just think it could have been done a little, in hindsight, yeah. a little differently. But I thought it was But fine, it was still anyway. emotional. It yeah. was still great, well-performed. I I want to go back to the, the ship. The ship? And anytime yeah. Cap throws his shield away. at somebody, like, are we just... They're dead. Are we just... They have that, to be. There's got to be... They're going to be sliced in half, man. Either that... Okay, let's pretend that they... Yep. Okay, they didn't get sliced in half. It didn't... Like, their heads... There would be so many decapitations or sliced <laughs> heads, like broken faces. So many faces. decapitations, right? <laughs> yeah. Nice. <laughs> pun intended. But, like, he chucks yes. it. There... Dude... Those guys did not live very long afterwards if they're Dude, still alive. Like, there's internal bleeding. Their organs are destroyed. Their sternum It's the reality stone at work, I guess. Because you see how hard he throws that sucker? Real hard. It dents the steel. It gets it stuck in the walls. Hull. Yeah. But these people are just, ugh, well, I got to get up and keep fighting. Yeah. No. It just bounces off their body armor. It's like he's got playing ping pong. Adamantium ding, vests. Ding, ding. you win it's it's yeah it's fine though it's fun the physics of the shield it's got different rules for for the shield i guess yes but it's i i know there's some things in this movie that you'd question like when he pencil dives out of the helicopter the helicarrier or well he's superhuman remember the pelican we'll just call it a pelican but obviously i he gets in that water. That water's going to hit his leg so hard it's going to break his ankles. Aren't you the same person that said, like, the opposite, and you told me to just accept that? <laughs> People jumping in water from thousands of feet that it's just, it's water, just accept okay. it. Okay. There's a difference hmm. that between being 2,000 miles up in the atmosphere 2, miles. and diving into the ocean and jumping out of a dam. Well, I don't know facility. if you I don't know if you noticed this or not, Christian, but when he jumps out of the plane, he sticks his arms out like wings. So it I mean Okay. He's he's not he's wearing offering a some resistance. Suit. And the shield is acting like a parachute. Well, no. Fun fact. No. And he is yeah. a super soldier. It's the Another serum. thing about the shield, it's really dark. Yeah, it is, isn't Did it? Did you notice that? Like a stealth shield. I think that's like, intentional. Is that for like stealth? I wonder. I think yeah, so. his suit's darker too. Because it's not like it's that not the as... whole movie. His suit is. But, sweet. By the way, we got to talk about the suit. It's amazing. It's way better than the suit from the Avengers. That Avengers suit way was better. garbage. The Avengers suit is not practical. It's way too it corny. Looked, it was. It looked like yeah. It just was not practical. It looked like a. A really, really good cosplay. Yeah, gonna want to burn that suit. But this suit, the stealth suit, is bad ass. 
it's bringing the Captain America suit into the 21st century in a practical way. It looked great. Mm-hmm. And the helmet looks good, even with the A and the little wings on it. But that's mostly symbolic because of his out. legacy. I like but, his ears covered better. I don't know why they decided to go ears sticking out. It just looks funny. Yeah, it looks a little goofy with the ears out. But that's the one they went with. <laughs> now, if he had some really big flappers, that looked Dumbo. <laughs> I mean, some people have big ears, Christian. Nothing wrong with that. No, there's nothing wrong with that. But when nothing you accentuate with it with a We have many like listeners right now who are like frowning and saying, you asshole, I have big ears. Hey, and well, you're beautiful. What? You're beautiful in every single way. And well, not every single way. can't get you down. Words can bring me down sometimes. Christina Aguilera. Thank you for that. Covered by Christian Bring It All. Beautiful. Beautiful. And because it's a cover, we can do that. We made it our own. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, fair yeah, use yeah. policy. So they're off the ship. So I forget. What's up? Yeah, they're off the ship. Go ahead. Go ahead. We got it. Let's just skip right ahead to Fury's talking to Alexander Pierce mm-hmm. about what? <laughs> I can't remember. Just basically. He wants. Oh. He wants the Project Insight to be delayed. Oh, yeah, Project going Insight. Down because he can't, all of a sudden, Nick Fury can't access his files or yeah. the classified information. Which is strange because like he's he the director. Like he keeps saying, uh, bypass clearance, uh, Fury, Nicholas J. I always remember that line, too. Fury, Nicholas J. Yeah. No can do, Commander. I mean, they don't say that, but. You get that's the idea. He can't access yeah. his stuff, so I think he is seeing that something fishy is happening. Yeah, so he, and he leaves, wants the project, canceled. and it gets a lot yeah. fishier when these police officers show up at a stoplight, and he's like, "Hey, Car Jarvis, um, what are these police <laughs> doing?" He's like, "Dude, there are no police around right now." And there he's are like, no police right. dispatched in the All local right. vicinity. And like, uh, so these. What does he say to him? I don't remember, but Nick Fury, he's like, "You want to see my ID or something?" Oh yeah, you want to? Yeah, I can't remember exactly what he says, but yes. I can't remember, and I watched it last night, and I watched that part Come of this on, today, Christian. Ugh. But so then they have the sweet chase scene where Nick Fury's vehicle is just getting destroyed by a this bunch is one of, of the fake best police. Parts of the film, yeah, and is, doesn't Rumlow show up here? No. 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 You're right. He doesn't. That's not revealed yet. And in this car, he's getting to do all this different stuff. And he's like, well, let's just fly away. And the car's like, uh, the flight system is not operational. He's like, well, what the hell is operational and working in this car? And it goes, well, the air conditioning is working great. So it's like, well, great. We'll just, I guess, drive. That's good. I'll be able to be cool while I'm running away from the rogue police that are chasing me and shooting at me. Thanks. And he does get away from them, but I love the reveal of like the Winter Soldier, this guy and this all black, and it's kind of like out of focus. And then it, you see him oh, shoot yeah. this thing under the car, and it flips his car, and then he's just slowly walking over, and you're like, who is this guy? He's important. And then Nick Fury has a little mini lightsaber. And I'm, listen, I get it. Suspend your disbelief. He probably went into the sewers, but are we just, where'd this hole go? Did, are, did he just keep digging like a mole? 
Like, did he have to keep well, digging? Spencer, under the streets, <laughs> there are sewer systems. He has happened to Especially land in, in, in Washington, D.C., right. under the streets, they have the sewer systems right. or the water main okay, systems all and right. all that. So he probably bore down in there. Fine, fair enough. And that's how he got away. He had to he had to do a okay. and to do frame and climb through piles of shit. Yeah. To to, to make it out of there. That. Yeah, and just again, I love the look of the and winter that soldier. That was the day that Nick Fury the found outfit. his way. And <laughs> yeah. This I think it's timed really well. Like <clears throat> we don't see him in the beginning. It doesn't start with him being like brainwashed or anything. We get nothing. And then he just shows up. And it's kept kind of a mystery. You get just a taste of him. And then when Fury makes it to Steve's apartment and he's showing him, he's talking in code about his quote-unquote wife, but he's holding up what he really means on the phone. And then all of a sudden Love he how gets they did shot. That, by the way. And it's the Winter Soldier. So Steve is like, yo, I got to go. And Nick's like, hey, don't trust anyone. There's a lot of secrets going on too. We forgot like Steve didn't know about Natasha's mission. On the ship. Mission. And that he pissed him off. Yep, because he's like, I need to know this stuff. And then he's, uh, Fury's How am like, I supposed to lead a mission that I don't know about? We're departmentalized. You, I can't lead a mission when everyone has their own mission. And he's like, like you, yeah, you can. You do, you do you. It's called compartmentalization. Yeah, that's the word. That's the word. <laughs> but that moment when... Nobody can spill the beans when nobody knows anything. Exactly. He's right. He's got a point, though. But that moment yeah. when Winter Soldier catches the shield with one arm, that metal arm. Oh, that was And then sweet. just stares at him and throws it back and then leaves. You're like, okay, we have a match. And Cap lost some fingers. Yeah, yeah. He would have. Catching that shield. Although, Super Soldier Serum, he has harder skin. Oh, right, 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 right. So he's like Wolverine now and he'll just... He's indestructible. Yes, exactly. He's got adamantium in his yes, bones. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. But then, but, you know, a sad ending to the act when, you know, Nick is, quote, pronounced dead. Black Widow is, she takes it real hard. Also, Cap is kind of sensing some stuff is going down because he has that um, that flash drive the, thing and he yep. hides it in the uh, vending machine. Very smart. Yeah, on, not smart. part. Huh? Yeah. You thought it was smart. I thought it was smart. Nobody's going to look in there for it. Nobody's going to look. What if, okay, somebody, some nurse or something. Vending you machines know what? are a dying art. I need, you know what? I'm, you know, this has been a tough day. I need something to chew on. I'm trying to get off smoking. Oh, look, here's some gum. All right, I'm going to buy the last three packs of gum. Well, oh, what's this? He knows he'll be right back. Is this like some sort of crackerjack box prize? Wow, it's a flash drive. I wonder if it's there's something on. Listen, you make a valid point too. I'm just saying it's safer not on his person. If and anything, who carries he enough put cash it, to get that well, out? Well, if Kevin Malone was the one who came up to the vending machine, then it'd be okay. Well, no, because he'd just be putting buttons in it mixed with yeah. nickels and <laughs> pennies and dimes. Exactly. So he'd break it so that nobody could use it. Yeah, he just throws his chair at there it. There you go. <laughs> but that that first act though really set like there's so many future implications in it. There I, is, there is. It's it's. Man. I mean, you don't think 
You don't think Nick, you think Nick Fury bit it. I mean, you he don't did. survive getting shot in the three chest times or in the back of the, or in the back of the back three times. And also, the, wait, 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 wouldn't the back of the back, the crap out of, wouldn't the back of the back be the front? <laughs> wouldn't the back of your back be your chest? If you're talking to somebody... Well, would that make the front of your chest the back? Yes. Of the, your front? Yeah, that's why it's your back. But if you're talking... And then talking, the back of your back is the front side of the... Of the back side. If you're talking... If somebody side, has a your face... your back side is your butt. Yeah, and if you're talking to somebody's butt... But if you're you talking say, hey, about your butt... What's behind being on you? on your face... If you're facing the butt, that's when the butt... does It no longer becomes okay. a behind. It becomes... Uh, in front. No, 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 no. Yes, yes. Because if your back of your back is just the back. Is your front and your stomach. The front is the front and the back is the back. Yes, but the front of the front is the back and the back of the back is the front. But D the front of the front stays the same and the back of the front is it actually... If you're talking to an the owl back. and they turn so their head all work. the way around, it's not interchangeable. And they turn their head all the way around, or if a human can do that, like in The Exorcist, which her neck would have snapped. I don't care what happened, but it doesn't matter. We, you, the demon essentially saved her life then by not allowing <laughs> the neck to break. Even the heat did it. Oh, Pazuzu. But if you're talking to an owl or Linda Blair, and their head is facing behind them. It now becomes their front. And if you're talking to them and you say, hey, who's behind you? Are they going to say, you are? So if that becomes their front, then their butt becomes their front. But listen, listen, Linda. Maybe you have a point. Because if you're talking to somebody and their head spins all the way around, and you say, hey, what's that behind you? Are they going to look behind their head because most of their body is their back that you're talking to so their response would then in turn because you're talking to them their back would say you are currently and then they say no what's in front of you and they'd also say well that's also kind of you because my head is facing this way but more realistically and logically they say what's behind you they're going to turn back around because it's your brain that makes the decisions your body doesn't think your brain does it's wherever your head is So Nick Fury is shot and presumed dead. That's basically what this all boils down to, right? <laughs> but uh Well, that was fun. Yeah, that was fun. <laughs> Nick gets shot in the back's front back. And uh that ends the act. Oh man. Yeah, this sets up. Oh man, up. and you're gone again. This sets up oh, my fa. It was doing we were doing so oh, well. Oh, that's better. That tangent, it didn't like it. It's like, all right, guys, move on. Move on. Here, yeah. you're, you know what? You're disconnected. <laughs> the internet told us to move on. It move did. along. But, but moving back, moving back a little bit, not to the back. We're not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> but when he got shot through the wall in his apartment, in Steve's apartment, whoo, that scared the shit out of me and my roommate. We both jumped. Yeah. <laughs> and I forgot. I forgot. I did. Well, usually when a scene like that is. When a scene like that happens, it's usually framed in such an obvious way that something is about to happen. Right. Like, 
if somebody's on the right side of the frame and they're like, well, I just wanted to tell you, I'm on my way out. And then it's, it lingers and then you have this big wide open part on the left side of the frame. You expect like something to barge through the wall. Yep, but nothing. To barge through the wall. Yeah. That, I didn't get that in this and it scared the crap out of me. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, whew, you got me there, Russo brothers. It Good was job. Scurry. It was scurry shit. Usually you anticipate that kind of thing, but you got me. I love the chase scene. Very cool. Very tense. I wish I could remember the the line that he said to the police being cheeky. But yeah, I don't remember it. He called up Maria Hill ahead of time. Oh yeah, she didn't that make was it a in time. Good call. That was a good call. She did not make it in time. But is that ramming thing a real thing? I doubt it. That ramming machine I that they it. used to try to get through the glass. I don't know though. It looked real. We'll ask. We'll look it up. We'll ask. We'll ask. Open question, open Q&A. Hopefully they respond. Joe Russo, Anthony Russo. Is that a real device that you that you guys used for that? Or is well, it, it is fake? now. We sold it for a billion dollars to the uh, military. A billion gajillion dollars. Ah! <laughs> right. They did, they sell it. <laughs> but, yes, Nick Fury, he is gone. But not mm-hmm. forgotten. Nope. Because And this we, is when, like you said, the end of the act, Steve really starts to question like he even questions everything. Natasha. He does. He gets mad at her. Like, he you gets need to tell me why you were her. doing that mission and everything. Because she's being all jokey about it. Yeah. Uh-huh. And he's like, I'm not fucking laughing. And he's like, like Do I look to be in a gaming mood? Yeah. <laughs> Black Widow, if that even is your real name. And she's like, actually, it's not. It's Daria Romanov. Actually, it's not. It's Nat. Yeah, Nat. You can call me Nat. Which they really set up some some stuff between. uh, They have have some good chemistry, Natasha and Cap. They do, but. In this movie. I like the camaraderie. uh, Romantically charges what I remember. No. There isn't really that. It's all. They're acting like when they kiss. Well, yes, kiss they're, the they're actors. No, yeah, but like there isn't like it's just when you think, oh, the kiss is gonna, and that's an act too. But there's just a lot less of that than what I remember, which is great. They shouldn't be involved. Oh. They should be friends, which they are. Right, and it never gets well, past that. Uh, colleagues, colleagues, C- colleagues, friends. Mm. They work at the same building. <laughs> He's a friend Her from work. Her cubicle's next to my cubicle. Yes. But <laughs> speaking of, or not speaking of, but we got to talk about Sam a little bit. He is a veterans affairs counselor. Oh, yeah, he is. For, pe- for people with PTSD. Yep. And and suffering from PTSD from tours and for, you know, over in Iraq and the Middle East or, or that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. I thought they did a good job. Of that scene, I just thought it was a little. I could be wrong. I've never sat in on a meeting like that. Me neither. I've never sat in on a meeting like that, and that kind of mirrors. Ding ding ding! Ring theory, phase three. Oh. With a certain round table or yep. AA type meeting. Yeah. Except with Cap, instead of Sam. But, no, Sam. Um, the lady talking about swerving over a plastic bag because oh, she thought yeah. it was an IED. 
Mm-hmm. That was good. I Sam's response just seemed a little canned to me. But that what he said, what Anthony Mackie said in the scene could have been something that they actually say in those meetings. Because I assume that they did research and they didn't just write a script with, oh, this is what I think they'll say. Mm-hmm. You know. But it was kind of funny how he called his wingman a dumbass. Yeah, I, I like that too. <laughs> but, and you, you get, it's assumed that, now notice he never says he was a pilot. He said he was an Air Force person, whatever, and they were flying. But just remember that he does not say exclusively pilot. And I, I like oh, that. Oh, right. I like I that. I never said I was a pilot. But there's some, we can sparkle in a little bit of Captain, uh, Captain America, or no, uh, I almost said Captain Falcon. Falcon <laughs> Show your boobs. Falcon kick. <laughs> yep. Smash Smash Bros time. But don't really like playing as him though. But anyway, no, Falcon and the Winter Soldier with the Marvin Gaye reference. You're, He's you're talking to too far Buck. Ahead. I I know it's just kind of relevant. Yeah, fair enough. Kind of relevant. Nice little Marvin Gaye reference that from this movie in that show. But also, during that scene, I guess I'm moving on from the veteran scene. But yeah, he's like, his dumb ass didn't get out of the way. And it's like I was all, all I was up there was to do was watch. And I totally screwed that line up. That's all right. <laughs> if I were in the movie, yeah. I'd be like, I need another take. Uh, can we cut? <laughs> can we or take it from the top on a roll? Can we from the top on a roll? Okay. But, ah, shoot, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah, the scene at the Smithsonian. Oh, yeah, kind of cool. Now, Natasha makes a joke about that, too, because he's so old. That he belongs in the Smithsonian. He belongs in a museum. Indie reference. But, no, uh, the Gary, I watched a video on the music in the MCU. Uh-huh. And I think they talked about in this scene that the scene would have been better off without Gary Sinise's narration. Yeah, but rather we just we let the music play underneath and we watch as Steve experiences the exhibit with the music being underscore without the narration but that's how museums think, work that's true but it it doesn't need to be it can be what am I trying to say here? Not sure. It doesn't need to emulate the experience of being in a museum. Yeah, I think it or does. Or you can I have like it. it. Fi- you can. F- it's fine. It's fine. It works as it is. But I can also see a version where the music just plays and it's more of a poignant memory moment where you kind of you watch Steve as he goes through this exhibit and you're thinking about what he's thinking rather than being focused on the narration. But anyways, that's all. Okay. Well, you want to move to Act 2 then? Sure. It really picks up. After the war, S.H.I.E.L.D. was founded and I was recruited. The new Hydra grew, a beautiful parasite inside S.H.I.E.L.D. 
For 70 years, Hydra has been secretly feeding crisis, reaping war. And when history did not cooperate, history was changed. That's impossible. She'll have stopped you. Accidents will happen. Hydra created a world so chaotic that humanity is finally ready to sacrifice its freedom to gain its security. Once the purification process is complete, Hydra's new world order will arise. We won, Captain. Your death amounts to the same as your life, a zero sum. As I was saying... Act 2. Steve meets with Secretary Pierce, and they discuss why Fury was in Steve's apartment. Steve claims he doesn't know, and Pierce vows to catch the killer. Cap gets on the elevator, and it slowly fills up with dudes, and he knows something's up. He gets ambushed, but single-handedly, literally with one hand, takes out the lot, and jumps out the window on the run from S.H.I.E.L.D., who calls him a fugitive now for withholding Fury info. He interrogates Natasha, and they're now on the run together. They end up at an Apple store and plug in the drive and are directed to New Jersey, but they have to be incognito as they are being followed. They're on the radar. They act like a couple and then steal a car and have a little fun little conversation before reaching the coordinates on the drive. It's Cap's old training grounds, Camp Lehigh. They meet Computer Organzola, and it's revealed that S.H.I.E.L.D. has been Hydra secretly, or there's been little Hydra people working within S.H.I.E.L.D., not everybody. Zola stalls by talking to them and telling them the plan so Steve and Nat can get bombed by S.H.I.E.L.D. Pierce tells Winter Soldier that he wants Steve, yeah, he's working with Winter Soldier, so that's a big reveal that he's the bad guy. He wants Steve and Nat dead in 10 hours. But they go to Sam's house to lay low. Then they go kidnap Jasper Sitwell, who hails Hydra with that senator from Iron Man 2. And then Falcon is revealed, and we learn that Zola's algorithm is about is implanted into the helicarriers and is designed to any any future or current threat with this algorithm they can weed out all the threats to hydra and blow them up the crew gets attacked by winter soldier and a fight takes place and we get the twist that winter soldier is <gasps> bucky barnes steve freezes up no pun intended and gets arrested by rumlow who yup bad guy and taken away but lo and behold maria hill is undercover and helps them escape and suck me sideways nick fury is alive meanwhile bucky gets his mind wiped by pierce because he starts remembering steve the plan is to triangulate the carriers to shut them down they want to steve and the gang want to shut the the carriers down with the drives the flash drives and then and kind of end Hydra and S.H.I.E.L.D. all together. Steve is in charge now. He's the captain now. Commence suit up with the old glory stars and stripes, baby. And 
uh, before we really talk about this, such a cool bit right there when he goes in the museum and then the the suit is gone. And I'd like to take this time because that's when we get our Stan Lee cameo. And you know what that Mm. means, Christian? He's playing a security guard, and he has a funny line. He, he when the suit's gone, he goes, "I am so getting fired." It's fun, but the Stanley cameo spotlight. Are you ready? My body is ready. We see this security guard in the museum, and we know that Captain America's suit was stolen right under his nose. Obviously, he did get fired. You can't <laughs> keep your job after something like that. It's your one responsibility. Come on, man. But. He's retired anyway. This was just a part-time gig to keep him busy. I should probably mention his name is Alan O'Neill. He's a former police officer. He finds that this is a relief, actually. He was getting tired in his old age and just wants to rest. But he was a little more high-profile than he realized, and given his past, he was on the Hydra radar. He had a run-in with some Hydra agents, but was rescued by a woman named Sylvia Sabalinova or better known as her alias, Silver Sable. You might recognize that name. Alan was very confused, but when told to go with her, he did out of fear for his life. She explained that he needed to get back in action because she was recruiting a team to dismember a rising group of wrongdoers calling themselves the Sinister Six. Well, he has put his past behind him, but he does remember the role he played in this whole hero game that he was once a part of. He agrees to join Sable and embark on a recruiting path. Little did he know this path would take him through the multiverse and back, failing each attempt to gather heroes. But there was a glimmer of hope, though. Once returning to their Earth, after all, he was known as Father Spider, and he was the head of the Galactic Alliance of Spider-Men. And the next name on their list was a teenager just getting started who had just been bit by a spider in Queens, New York. Enter the Spider-Verse. And this is all based on comic book lore. Well, it's a, it's a very, very wide mixture of a bunch of random little yeah. snippets. <laughs> Alan, spider. Alan O'Neill, was an, he's a police officer in, in the comics. A silver, silver sable is... Uh, yeah. He, she's... Spider-Man yep. type deal. She's in the game. And Father Spider is a character. Like a galactic, like he calls on the Spider-Men, I guess. Oh, man. But Silver Sable does recruit, like he, they work together just, to- In terms of the comics, that seems a little out there even for me. I'm just telling you <laughs> what I read. There wasn't much on him. Uh, Father Spider, and he leads the spider, galactic Spider-Men. Yeah, look at this guy. Look at this guy. guy. Let me see him. Hang on. Look at this guy right here. Father Spider. That cat on your shirt looks like the heavy breathing picture. They probably are. Marble. (laughs) Oh, come on. It's not letting me. Okay. Well. Father Spider. We're waiting. He looks kind of cool. Like, he's pretty cool looking. There he is, right there. You're pretty cool looking. Oh. Oh, wow. Yeah. And this he says, Galactic Alliance of Spider-Men, paying heed. I don't know how big of a role he actually has, but... Man, I hope they don't make that in MCU. 
I wouldn't. That seems a little silly I wouldn't put for it past me. Them. But anyway, act two. Anyway, man. act two. Dude, let's just um, get right to it. That elevator scene. Oh, is man. one of the best in the entire Ooh. MCU. Like, Cap, it's one of the best. The build up in the film. The build up. Like oh, a couple so people good. get on, and he's like, "All right, they're touching their guns." This guy's sweating, and then like the final couple sweating get on. He's about to get his ass kicked. Yeah, and then he pulls this line. He turns. He's like, "I'm not gonna." Eat. Before we get started, does anybody want to get out? And then it oh, just. Mm, they get this magnet on his hand, and he can't move it. And he the literally the moxie, man, the moxie, <clears throat> the balls. He literally it's takes awesome. them out with one arm. And then jumps out. Yes, this fall should have killed him. There's no water even. And then just lands on his side. And he's like, ah, yeah, all right, I well, I got to go. I don't think the shield is enough to break his. No. Super soldier serum. It's not enough to keep him from breaking his bones Super for crying out loud. Or at least dislocate his shoulder. But, oh. man, when he's on the run, yeah. it just amplifies so hard. And Dude. he's up with, he's teaming up with Nat and they go on the run. I'm going to rewind a little bit to the elevator again. Yeah. And this this is what I was talking about earlier with the Nick Fury in the elevator scene. Where this comes back, that whoosh sound. Uh-huh. That whoosh sound from the outside. <clears throat> it's repurposed in this scene to actually enhance the tension. Ah. Like through the sound design. Nice catch. Because it's very, very, very tense when Rumlow gets in. His compatriots get in, so on and so forth. And as they're going down, you hear this. Vroom, vroom, vroom. And it's just almost like a heartbeat. Actually, like, you know what it is. And then the music starts going. And then it, it's like, oh, shit. They used this sound element that was just something subtly in the scene. And they turned it into something to enhance the nature of the scene is really cool. You know, I don't, I don't really know if you know this, design. but that sound was actually Steve Rogers pumping himself up like Matthew McConaughey in Wolf of Wall Street. Just, I haven't seen that. Yeah, you have to watch that scene. But he's, yeah. No, man, this mm -hmm. whole act is just, it's great. Like Hydra. Man, I didn't. What a twist. He just defeated an entire elevator. But like probably, what? How many people were? Do you think were in there? Ten. I mean, there was a lot. More. Small space, and he was just like, "I don't care. I don't need space to what take." What if somebody out. farted? And they all just stopped. <laughs> Come on, Rumlo. And then the elevator stops. Nothing happens, and Steve gets up. <sighs> it was me. <laughs> <laughs> and there's like, all right, we'll let him go. But yeah. Oh, this, uh, also. Yeah. Remember the elevator scene for phase three. Oh, yeah. Because it comes back. And also... In a really spectacular twist. I forgot to mention the summary. We learn... Get it out. Fury Get it out. ...hired the pirates. Oh, that's right. The ship. To really... Nick Fury hired the pirates. And we learn at the end of the act that... As far as I, we're led to believe, Fury knew all this the whole time. The whole the time. The whole time. Oh, yeah. I got to go. I got to go. I got to go stop Hydra. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he knew that part. But he was at least suspicious of it. I don't he think he knew well, it, though. But he couldn't blow his... May, I think... 
you know, uh, yeah. he, he was the head of like the director of shield. So he was using that to his advantage right. to make sure. Well, he had a feeling late. something was up. So he did the hijacking to get more information, Intel. And then when he started getting locked out of everything, that's when he knew. That's when he realized. That was when he realized that he was no more the director of Shield. I, yeah. So he's on the run. He gets Nat. Um, I just gotta say that Apple scene. They really nailed that. Like the Apple genius guy. Just oh. how like the small talk. Just oh, cool. So where are you guys think about going? You know what? I have those exact same glasses. That is something that one of those guys would say. I've never been. Well, I think I went into an Apple store over at Woodland Mall like once, or I walked past it. I don't. I don't. Can't remember cool going place. inside it, but I never had an interaction with anybody. It's who fun to just play with Apple all this store. stuff. Well, I don't. Okay, they can waltz into an Apple store, and stick some flash drive into the computer, into the iMac, and be. And not have anyone like accost them or say, "Oh, sir, sir, you can't do that, sir. Sir, this is a kiosk. This is not this. This isn't the, no." Well, in the Apple Store, like you uh, could give me that. Could, I'll confiscate that. They sir. could have gotten and then he'll away have to with that because because you'll have to punch the guy. They could have gotten away with that because they want you to test their and then products. And that's the end of that scene. They want you to test. But their as far as. Uh, where was I going with that? I don't Not remember. Sure. I don't remember. Something about the Apple store. Oh, wait, no, the mall. That looks like the same mall that they shot Shazam in. It might be. When when he's fighting the guy with one eye. I forget his name. Yeah. Dr. Savannah. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I After be. he catches the bus. It's probably a set. Or whatever. After he learns how to fly it. It looks like the same mall. But anyway, I digress. We skipped over. You said they kissed in Act 2 as well. They kiss on the oh, escalator. Oh, yeah, because they're undercover People are really hats. uncomfortable by public displays of affection. Yes, I know I, that. But I am aware. In their car ride, I like how that comes back. She's like, hey, yeah. uh, I have a question. And you don't have to answer. But by not answering, you will have answered. Was that your first kiss since 42 or whatever the year was? Yeah. And he's like, I'm I'm 95. I'm not dead. Well, everybody needs a little practice sometimes. I don't need practice. <laughs> like, yeah, Captain America with humor. Like, come on. Let's go, dude. Especially in light of the current events. Hello, what, S.H.I.E.L.D. is compromised. That's what sets him apart from Superman, just in general. Because they're like the Marvel DC con- counterparts, essentially. Mm-hmm. Captain yep. America is way better, way cooler. Captain America has a... He's more light. Yeah, he he's has g- more... He, he, he's a lighter tone. Superman is Boy Scout, you know, puff... And he's like, I'm Superman. Like, he, he, he's... He, I don't know. His humor is almost like trying to be human. Superman's, yeah, you know, this is what they would say to be funny, but Steve's like, I know it's funny. <laughs> Wizard of Oz, baby, that came out when I was a now, kid. When he's Clark Kent, it's better, like the Christopher Reeve Clark Kent. Speaking of, like he's very meek, 
I'm a little surprised but, they didn't throw in a jab, like uh, Black Widow pulling this line. Like, do you really think a baseball cap and some glasses are gonna hide your identity? And then cut to the Apple Genius going, "Hey, I have those exact same glasses. I think that would have been yes, but that would have been so funny. Missed opportunity. Oh that's okay. man, that's that right. would have been a good cut. That would have been a good cut. Yeah, good timing. Oh well." Uh, but anyway, the bigger stuff here, they go to Camp Lehigh and go to an underground is secret. Is that how you say it, Lehigh? Yeah, pretty sure. Or is it Lee or Camp Lee or Lay? I think it's Lehigh. It's, it's where Cap trained. That's Brandon what Pop, if you're listening, please correct us in an email or otherwise. But, <laughs> yeah, but um, um, yeah, but Zola. I did like the little... He, we, yes. we learned that he was exp- he was recruited by Shield because they were recruiting like really smart people from the other side, and he yeah, kind of started this idea of infiltrating from the inside through the years, like Hydra. after Tommy Lee uh, threatened to poison his food. Yeah, so he's like <laughs> or- fine, but he, you know, he started the whole Hydra takeover from within like a parasite. And at first, you think, why is he telling them all this? And then, well, this is also where we learn that he he has an algorithm that is going to be used in the helicarriers. Well, we don't learn that quite yet. We learn there's an algorithm, but he's like, well, what? like you're thinking, why would he be telling them all this? Like, oh, this is your typical evil guy monologuing, but it's because he was because stalling. He wants to because bear the fruit bomb. of his work. There is a bomb on its way to blow them up. He wants to see the satisfaction of their reaction. I guess. Well, I guess that's an argument that can be well, made he's also for any stalling, villain when they monologue says, their whole plan. I'm stalling. They just want they want to see the victim or the hero, their nemesis, or if you will, they want to see the reaction, right? That, because they think that they're helpless to that too. To, but he to, also to, is stalling to, to because the missile's on its way. Stop their plan. They get overconfident because he even says, "Hey, their overconfidence is their weakness." I'm literally stalling. Your faith in your friends is yours. Blah. Um, Did I mention I'm alive at Exegol? Somehow. <laughs> somehow Palpatine is returned. The more I think about that, the dumber it gets. But somehow Zola's alive, but we know how. His somehow Zola returned. His, his brain. It's more his brain. <laughs> They're inside of his brain. We, they get blown up. Okay, kind that of was brain. awesome. There's a special uh, bunker underneath, so they escape miraculously. It was awesome, though. The, the Zola inclusion. Yes, it like, was. Okay, so somehow he Dr. Housed himself. Or uh, not Dr. House. This isn't... <laughs> he's not... What's his... What? Hugh Laurie. Yeah. He... Uh, uh, Mr. House from New Vegas... Did like the same thing that uh, Zola did in Fallout New Vegas. It's the room that his uh, hardware is stored in looks like something from Fallout. I believe you. Just all the tape and the like, the vacuum tube type technology with the CT CRT monitors. Very cool, but just really cool how they integrated him into like some AI slash sentient computer being. He mm-hmm. digitized himself, and he's not dead. Like he says, "I am not dead, Mister Rogers." Mister Rogers, I have never felt more alive. 
Because it's and brain I'm not power. German. Two corrections. I am not. <laughs> what does he say? I'm not. I'm Swiss. I'm not German. I'm Swiss. Yeah. But anyway, he looks very creepy on that monitor. Yeah, he does. Which in the it's more comic accurate to uh, how he is. Remember in the first Captain America. Remember we talked about mm -hmm. how it hinted at this eventually. I don't remember that, to be honest. They did, because he said something about being a computer or, or something. Oh. I, we Go back and listen. We mentioned it. But, yeah, so they survive. Um, the, there is one thing that bugged me. When they go to Sam's place. Zola didn't. Huh? Zola didn't. Didn't bug me? All his tapes, all his hardware is all blown up. Boom. Yes, they did. Gone. But one thing that bugged me, not that they went to Sam's. I'm glad that they went to Sam's. But when he said we had nowhere else to go, everyone we know is trying to kill them. What about Tony Stark's place? Like with protection. Go to Tony's. You know, oh, you know what? They don't have... Just... Tony's in California. His house is in California, so we wouldn't be able to get there. So what? They're in he New Jersey. Tennessee in like three hours. They're in New Jersey. They wouldn't be able to make so? it all the way there. There's no way they'll be able to fly there. They're, if they're driving, okay. they're going to be tracked. There's no way they'd make it there. That I have makes a theory. Sense. That makes sense. I have a theory also about how in all these movies, none of the other Avengers or the other heroes are available to help. It's because they all take place at the same time. No, well, that So Tony's dealing with his own thing while this is happening. Or. Thor is dealing with that while this is all happening. Or. What were you going to say? There's a bit of trivia on that. Like. When asked, the Russo brothers were like, well, this all takes place in a span of like three days. They wouldn't have had time to make the call. And he's right. They're on the run constantly. They don't have time to be like, ah, shoot, okay. who can we? This takes place in a span of like three days. So they wouldn't have really had a chance to get everybody there. It wouldn't have. I mean, they can. They no. handled it. So that no. on top of. I mean, they're being tracked. So if they use a phone, if they call, that's not going to help. By the time they got uh, there, they would have already see, handled it. That's the only defense that makes sense to me. The whole like, oh, well, they wouldn't have made it in time is nonsense to me. Because Thor can transport himself. Iron Man can fly cross country. Yeah, but how do you get a hold of Thor? You don't know where he is. He doesn't have a phone. How do you that's call <laughs> Thor? You don't. You call him. What do you mean, how do you call them? They use a fucking cell phone in the dark world. Thor, yeah, but Thor doesn't have one. They don't know who Jane is. <laughs> you think is. they get they cell service in Asgard? Are they going to call Jane? Because they don't have her number. <laughs> but they got a they got a phone Cap in Asgard. Hold they on, I have to take this. They use a phone. There's no way for the other Avengers to know. Because they're being tracked very heavily by Hydra. If they use a cell phone... That's boom. true. That's all true. What's he going to use, a payphone? They, there are no payphones. They can't stop. They have to keep going and just figure it out. They get they get a track phone from the Walmart, they buy some minutes, and use it. How are they going to buy it? They A credit card? I bet you he doesn't have a one. credit card. No, they got to use cash. Do they have cash on them? We don't know that. We don't know this. We don't. It's know all this. just starting to make sense to me why other Avengers. It's don't all just help conjecture. Out. There's no opportunity for them to. 
I disagree. Well, to some extent, we can move on. But you make some salient points, but let's move on. So they're at Sam's house, and they're talking. Yep. He's like, "Hey, you guys eat breakfast, right?" A little funny bit, but they're talking, and then Falcon's like, "Hey, here's that thing. Like, this is what I was using when I was in the military." And he hands him over a a folder. And he's like, I thought you said you were a pilot. And he goes, I never said I was a pilot. And then he's like, ah, and we don't see what he's looking at in the folder. And he's like, all right, we got to suit up. And he throws the, oh, the folder yeah. on on the table and it's revealed. It's It says Falcon on it. Like that's what the, whatever it is. And it's and real cool. And you're thinking the audience is like, ooh, what's Falcon? And what if you know the be? comics, you know what up. Well, yeah. So people know if they knew, yeah. but. They would know if they knew. <laughs> People would know That's if they what knew. Knowing right? means. <laughs> Listen, how'd you know? Well, because I just knew it. Well, I knew. And you knew so. it how? Because I know things. Cool. Well, it, actually, just recently, just recently is <laughs> I when I knew. knew is when I found out. Uh, so uh, yeah, I read the book, <sighs> the the comic, the comic. A lot of people don't know who the Falcon is. <laughs> well, I do, and uh, let me tell you. Uh, he is, uh, he's a very cool character. Very cool. I, uh, I'm blowing smoke out of my ass right now. I'm just going off of what I read on Wikipedia, so. <laughs> well, uh, Spencer, take it, take it away. I'm, I'm going off the rails here. You are, you usually are. But, the yeah, the Falcon. And we, we're like, all right, you know, let's freaking go, dude. Let's get Sitwell. Let's get Sitwell. Dude, the Senator. And then we get the. The senator, I love that he looks at the pin because I think that's a callback to the funny how a little how annoying a little prick can oh, yeah. be. He's big on pins when he looks at the pin. Yeah, from Iron Man Two. And then Good he ending. has the cheesy line, but effective. Oh man! But yeah, so speaking they, of, uh, it would be cool if they had a little cameo from the <laughs> the teacher from Spider Man. <laughs> I'll tell you about those shield people. Let's go talk about how we infiltrate. <laughs> that would have been great. Yeah. <laughs> but they, Falcon calls Sitwell, and they get him up on the roof, okay? And uh, this scene is great, because you get him at the yeah. edge, and, and he's like, come on, Cat, that's not really your style. I was like, no, you're right, it's not, but it's hers. And then she oh. just kicks him off the building. She's like, what about the... What was her name? And they talk about another trying to hook him up with a girl. And it's like, I'm just not ready for that. And dude, when Falcon shows up with his wings and that music, I'm like, let's go, dude. Like, let's <laughs> freaking go now. Let's go. I initially, that shocked me. I didn't remember what happened. So cool. I should have known. I should have seen him coming. There's a little Easter egg, little remark there. But man. But I didn't. And I was like, oh, shit, did they actually just drop him off the building? Mm-hmm. Oh. Oh, of course, Falcon Cat. Okay, okay. And then we find out that... The algorithm. The algorithm. And now what is it the algorithm does, Spencer? Well, what it does is basically what is the big privacy issue in this day and age, which makes this movie incredibly relevant, is that it takes all the data, everybody's data. Data is key. Data is the new thing here. It uses all that data to find out who the who the people are, who they're targeting with these helicarriers, what they're doing, where they are, their location. I already said that. Who they are. I'm going in circles. 
everything. They use that to triangulate their positions, to find them, to shoot them, to take them out. Yeah, they use... And talk about your privacy breach. Oh, talk about the Patriot Act. The Patriot Act looks like a walk sweet in the pack. cakes compared to this thing. Yeah, but it it even, like, it, it uses patterns of people's, like, past to predict yes. their future like okay they're yep. what they're doing they could be a future i was threat trying to, to get Hydra to that point but i and blows whatever. them up but yes and we get yes, a real cool key. little name drop here when sitwell just spills it all he's like all right uh yeah they target uh like high profile guys uh uh there's a, a valedictorian Tony. in iowa city a new a tv anchor in cairo uh steven strange bruce banner and you're like ah I see what you did there, Stephen Strange. All right, I, let's go. Yes, let's go. But, okay, that startled me when I heard it though, because that we do not get Doctor Strange until Phase Three, mm -hmm. and at this point in time, as far as we know, he's just a surgeon. But they're using it to but, future, future. Yeah, target. but they make it seem like he already became Doctor Strange, mm -mm. like Stephen Strange, the master of the mystic arts. That's it's just what they a make fun it name sound drop, like. and Bruce Banner, obviously. And but they mentioned at the same time he is a high profile yeah. surgeon. And I don't know if there's significance like a lot of success stories with the teenager yeah. in Iowa City or whatever, the high school student. But I feel Oh like, shit. What? Does that pee? No, Iowa City. Oh shit. But the I they thought, do I mention a, a dude from Cairo, which I it has to be a nod or a hint at Moon Knight. Dude from Iowa City? No, Cairo, Egypt, Moon Knight. Oh, they were hinting all the way back here? Maybe. It, it, it has to yeah, be. Yeah, because of Egypt. But, yeah, so they get him. They they learn about the algorithm. They take him in the car. They're in the car. And then the car gets hijacked by the Winter Soldier, who just chucks Jasper Sitwell Fucking into a truck. Fucking yeets him out the window. He's gone. Yeets. Yeah. The definition of yeet right there. Done. Man. Gruesome. Amazing fight scene. Oh, yeah. Amazing fight scene. Inc it's emotionally really, charged, really well but we don't done. know it yet. Or Steve doesn't know it yet, but he's fighting his best friend. Right. And like. And then I thought. Yeah. I thought it was funny how you can see. Uh, this is happening on the interchange. Mm -hmm. On the highway. And you see cars like, oh, shit, I better get in the other lane. <laughs> get in your car, you asshole. Be like anger management. Yeah, they start singing. I, I feel, feel pretty. pretty. <laughs> Adam Sandler is rumored to be being contacted. No, not Adam Sandler. Somebody. Jack Nicholas. No, Nicholson? somebody is being Sorry. rumored to be like in, Jim Carrey. Ooh. There's rumors of him being contacted by Marvel for a role in the MCU. But anyway, that's not here yet. Jim Carrey is who? Uh, just somebody. But anyway, they fight. Okay. That knife Quick slip. Second. Who could it be? Who could it be? Uh, who do you think it could be? I don't know. Mephisto? Maybe. Are we going to... Just everything is Mephisto. Everything. Anybody that has an M in their <laughs> name is Mephisto. No, I don't know. Oh, but did you did you see... Sony's Craven the Hunter cast their Craven the Hunter. Ah, uh, yes. And yep. Taylor Johnson, who yes. we see in this I just movie. saw that today. Interesting choice. Also, so I did watch the connected? trailer for the new Venom. You what? 
I did see the trailer for Let There Be Carnage. Pretty solid. Pretty solid. You say it, it. I say yeah. You say it, I, I, I don't want them to ruin... Like, I want them to be integrated. Like, by casting him... I don't know. It's weird. I'm not going to think too hard about it. When those movies come out, right. whatever. But back to Winter Dude, Soldier. Speaking of this fight scene... That knife flip. The choreography, as what you were saying earlier, incredible. Yes, that knife flip. Winter move, Soldier and the knife, awesome. That was Sebastian Stan. Like oh, he, he keeps would, dropping it. He would practice hand. that with a with his knife on set, so like it felt natural. And that is a sweet move. But it's revealed Bucky freaking Barnes, and Steve's like the fa, Bucky, ah. <laughs> uh, they get arrested. Who the hell's Bucky? Yeah, who the hell is Bucky? He says that. He does say that. So they get arrested by... <laughs> he does say that. Good job, Christian. By the strike Good team. Good job. By the strike team, and they're taking Put a star in. on the wall. But then it's yeah. another twist. Oh! Maria Hill is undercover, and she breaks him out to reveal another twist. And it's Nick. And he just took some sort of pill that slows his heart down. He did the Romeo and Juliet bit. He did. Basically. And it worked this time. Which, okay, if your heart's only beating once per minute, then you're basically dead. Hey, movie magic. Plot magic. Well, Dr. Banner produced it to help with his anger management, but it didn't seem to do anything, was, so he gave it to me. That was funny. And they kind of retcon. We learned in Phase 3 about what happened to his eye. Yeah, not great. Or actually, no, he probably just made up a story because the actual story isn't as bad. It's like they forgot that he said you'd that. Think. But we're not there yet. Yes. Yeah, we're not there we're not yet. There. But no, uh, before there is a call forward to. I ha I feel like it's fair game to bring up the new Disney Plus shows. Okay. But just a brief thing, when, when they're, they have the gun pointed at Cap's head and the TV cameras and the helicopters are all around him and Rumlow's like, no, 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 not now, not here, not here. Oh, yeah, to kill him, not to kill him. You get kind of an inverse of that with our good buddy, U.S. agent in uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Yes. Except it's a little different, and it's very intense. Just a little. A little different. I watched that. Okay, sidebar. I watched that episode at like 3, 4 in the morning one night. And I was sat there. I was. This is my face. I was like, well, not my face. wasn't like that. But I was very like, like, wow. Like, that was so, very intense for a Marvel show. Yes, it was. Slash movie. Yes, it was. But we'll get there eventually. We don't want to give it away if you haven't seen the show no. yet. But, yes, they go, they find and Maria Hill, rescues them. At first, I thought it was going to be Sharon or Agent 13. Mm -hmm. We find out her name is Sharon at the end of the yeah, movie. Yeah, we don't know her I last name yet, though. As it is. Calling her by her name, sorry. She's not an it. Then they come up with the plan to use the, the tracking cards to, tri to triangulate each... You Yeah, it... <laughs> I'm running out of gas. I'm running out of steam here, Spencer. This bull. Yeah, the plan you were just mm. mentioning. Hopefully you, you finished it. Would you stop it, please? Okay. I like the line when Nick Fury looks at Sam and he goes, 
And then Sam's like, hey, I do what he does, but slower. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I love this scene. It's a great scene. Uh, somewhere along the I lines love- in here, Bucky starts to remember Steve, but uh, Pierce yeah. wipes his mind. We don't need to really get into that too much. He yeah, they told him, he's him. like, well, he's starting to remember. Well, then wipe his mind. Yeah, which is really Start sad. over scratch. It is. Um, this but is also where we get the director I do cameo say, as like the doctor. I oh yeah, the director cameo with Nick. Yeah, he's the doc. Yeah, but and that's the kind of the end of Act Two though. So if you just wanna, if we just wanna, you know, the plan is set. They're gonna take down the shield ships, but they need to suit up first. So he goes and steals his old yes. suit. Really cool. Even though his stealth suit's way cooler. It's it's a you know, neat little homage. Yeah. It's more colorful, too, his old suit. Yeah, like, he's going to be seen real easy. Yeah. But it's... And a- I got to tell you, I thought when Stan Lee's line, his little cameo came in, I thought he was going to say, I'm so fucked. <laughs> <laughs> I am so fucked. time you know the truth. S.H.I.E.L.D. is not what we thought it was. It's been taken over by Hydra. Alexander Pierce is their leader. The Strike and Insight crew are Hydra as well. I don't know how many more, but I know they're in the building. They could be standing right next to you. They almost have what they want. Absolute control. They shot Nick Fury. And it won't end there. If you launch those helicarriers today, Hydra will be able to kill anyone that stands in their way. Unless we stop them. I know I'm asking a lot. The price of freedom is high. It always has been. And it's a price I'm willing to pay. And if I'm the only one, then so be it. But I'm willing to bet I'm not. Act three. Pierce and the council of people we saw as holograms arrive at S.H.I.E.L.D. Cap gives one of his hype speeches to the entire S.H.I.E.L.D. complex, warning that Hydra has taken over, and it could be anyone. Rumlow launches the helicarriers, or at least he starts to, and we're in full shootout mode. The takeover is on. The gang infiltrates Hydra and starts the mission. Black Widow is disguised as a councilwoman, and Fury shows up to Pierce. And all the while, Falcon is zipping around the skies, helping Cap switch out the drives. 
Winter Soldier shows up and rips Falcon's wing off, rendering him useless, and he and Cap fight. But eventually, Cap says he won't fight him while trying to make him remember who he is. And they have an emotional moment with a callback to when they were friends about how Bucky said, I'll be here till the end of the line. And then Steve says, I'll be here till the end of the line. And he's like, you're my mission. Uh, but Captain America, as the helicarriers shoot each other, Captain America falls from an impossible height again and survives in the water. Bucky pulls him out and saves him, sparking a little bit of hope. But he does just leave. Like, he leaves it at that. Fury also kills Pierce, just shoots him. Steve wakes up in the hospital with a Joker face stitch on one of his cheeks, and he pulls the on-your-left line as he wakes up to Sam sitting by his side. Rumlow is somehow still alive, even though a building literally f collapsed on him. And he's recovered, but very severely burned. Nat is interrogated by America about what just went down, and she drops the mic. Fury burns his shit and goes rogue, since everybody thinks he's dead anyway. He visits his grave with Sam and Cap. Nat shows up and hands over Bucky's file, all the info on him. Steve plans to go after him, and Sam closes it out with the epic when do we start. That's the end of the movie, but mid credit scene shows Baron Von Strucker doing some Hydra research with Loki's scepter. He reveals the twins who, if you don't know, are Pietro and Wanda Maximoff, otherwise known as Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch, which um, they're actually mutants. They're Magneto's kids, but some weird clause allows Marvel and Fox to use them at this point. Just go with it. Very cool setup for the future. Directly leading into Ultron, we'll find out later. The end credit scene shows Bucky visiting his own exhibit in the museum with the old faithful blank baseball cap disguise. It's, this movie yeah. really sticks the landing. Like It does. I love this third act. Usually it's, oh, If this movie was scene. a gymnast... In the Olympics, it would definitely get a gold medal. Oh, for sure. Oh, yeah. Movies in the Marvel the Michael Phelps Cinematic Universe, MCU. the solo movies don't always stick the landing, but this one absolutely nails it. Oh, yeah. I well, mean, that's because I think it does deal with more... Emotion. Emotion and relatable stuff. I mean, this is about a... This movie's about a government agency that went rogue basically and it doesn't have a bunch of supernatural stuff in it so but that might make that might help i also want to say the winter soldier's theme song in this is so cool <sighs> and it's so recognizable like that hype like almost like a scream hmm. so badass kind of reminds me of a joker type deal it could except not as slow as paced mm -hmm. but yeah, the score. We got to give props to the score. We didn't give props to the score for Iron Man 3 either. Brian Tyler did Iron Man 3 in the Dark World. This is Henry Jackman. Henry Jackman did this. He also did what we just went from, Kong Skull Island. Oh, really? As we like to call it on sequel, men, Skong. Skong Island. He did, he did Uncharted 4. He did Civil War. Oh, very cool. And he did Falcon Winter Soldier. Very freaking So they got cool. him on board for the Cap movies. Alan Silvestri did the first Cap movie, but... Anyway, no, it's got some good music. 
It does. You know, I listen to the end credits music, and it's like, okay, this is good. This is good. Yeah. I like it. I think the fight is so good just because he knows he's Bucky now. Steve does. So it's, so it's two former intense. best friends fighting each other. Like, no masks, just who they are. And I also think it's neat that he did no get No masks? Are they vaccinated? I sure friggin' hope so. They both have the serum. Oh, but right. Yeah, yeah. I, They're immune. I'd like to think that he took his old uniform in hopes of knowing that Bucky was going to show up. It would maybe spark something. Like, that's how he saw Dude, him. Dude. See? That's on point. Marvel, the Russo bro Like, come on. Let's go, Dude. This that's on so point. tight. I, that's awesome. That makes so much more sense. And it's not just because, oh, I don't have my old suit. Because he could have got his old yeah, suit. Yeah, he could have. If he wanted it. Or not the old one, excuse me. The the stealth suit that he wore all through the movie. Or the opening of the movie. He could have got that if, if he wanted it. I think. I mean, they got the Falcon stuff. But just the fact that what you just brought up that that would be that would be cool if that was the intention even if it's not it's still cool speaking of suits the falcon flying around like how he maneuvers is so cool like he's just zipping through like i love watching him on screen just flying around but he ends up getting the first drive in before he gets a wing ripped off and then he's he's grounded and he fights we'll just we'll do each plane of action he fights rumlow before the building smashes his body, but apparently just severely burns him. Did you notice Rumlow's vest is in an X, which is a nod oh. to his Crossbones costume from the comics when he becomes Crossbones. Okay. Very cool. Yeah, they, they emphasize like that. that. But just all these fight scenes are sweet. I, I do have a, something to say here. When Bucky gets the drive and then Steve is holding his arm and he keeps telling him to drop it, drop it, I felt that on like three levels. Level one, I have a dog that loves to play fetch but refuses to drop the ball so I have to pry it out of her mouth while saying drop it even though I know saying drop it is not going to work. I also have a three-year-old son who loves to play with my patients and with things in his hand sometimes, and it's a game. Drop it. Leave it. That's not... We're not playing with that. We can play with something else. Nope. So I have to pry it out of his hand. Also, he puts dog food in his mouth, and I have to pry his mouth open. And then oh. also, I have a wife, so... Okay. <laughs> yeah, I felt that shit, Steve. That sucks. Drop it. Drop it. Bucky. I'll rub your face in it. Drop it. He doesn't. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't. But yet, dude, Steve almost dies. Like, he gets shot three times. Mm-hmm. Knocked out. Falls. Well, holy crap. A million feet. Cool. I mean. It's good that. I'm sorry. I keep interrupting nah, you go. again. He, I was going to say, you said he got shot three times. And I was like, oh, thankfully, he was able to get that chip or SD card or whatever that thing is in time. Because he was literally one second away from thousands of people getting just gunned down. Oh, yeah. A second. Oh, another funny bit from Sam is when he's on the 41st floor and he's running and he's like, yo, I'm on the, 40, the 41st floor. I hate that. 40, I love it. 41st floor. Stay where you are. Not an option. So he jumps... And then he, the, dude, 
But when Fury does that maneuver where he turns the helicopter so he lands in it instead of getting sliced, that's awesome. Shut up. And then he's like, I said the 41st floor. And then Fury's like, it's not like they're numbered on the outside, which (laughs) he's right. Like, Sam can't really be mad. What are they going to do? Count real fast? They don't have time to count. How many times has he walked and gone up those floors? He He should know. No, he should know. He lives. He's a director of fucking S.H.I.E.L.D. He should know what the floor is. He lives. But also... I did not. I didn't like the scene of uh, Sam running through the floor with the flames behind him in the smoke. Why? Number one, that smoke looks like it's almost slowing itself down so it doesn't reach him. <laughs> Given the CG, maybe it is. I didn't like that. I mean, Rumlow, he runs about the same. He's probably about as fit as uh, Sam is, and he gets engulfed in the flames. I mean, come on. The only reason Sam made it out of there is because he's one of the main characters. And Rumlow's the villain, and we got to give an excuse to turn him into crossbones later on. Yes, exactly. And to give him a motive. Yep. But yes, other than that, the the helicopter thing reminded me of, what is that movie, True Lies or something? Not sure. I think it's True Lies with Arnold Schwarzenegger. I believe you. And Jamie Lee Curtis. I believe you. When it's like one of the ending scenes where the missile flies through the helicopter opening or they shoot the guy through it and it's just goofy as heck. That's what it reminded me of. But other than that, uh, yes, you were correct earlier when you said about Falcon's uh, maneuvering. Very cool. Very awesome. Very cool. He's good with that it's, suit. They, yeah, it looks. he looks even cooler when he actually has an actual suit. Because this is just like a jetpack yeah. apparatus it gets way that he cooler. puts on over his shirt. But other than that, yes, it was very cool. Yeah, so everybody, it saves the day. Everybody's good. They visit, I want to talk briefly about uh, when they visit Fury's grave site. Well, quote unquote grave site. Because did you notice the Easter egg? I did not. The Pulp Fiction Easter egg? No, I didn't. On his headstone... It's Ezekiel twenty five seventeen, and it says the path of the righteous man. I love that. Love it. That's cool. I love that. That's cool. The path of the even though I didn't know anything about it. Yeah, that's nice awesome. little nod. I appreciated that. So they're all talking. They all go their separate ways, and I love how it ends. <laughs> Here lies Nicholas J. Fury. The path. Does of the he look man. like a bitch? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I love like Nick. I don't know where he's going. He's going to Europe. Why is he going to Europe? Because he's got to get Peter Parker to help him defeat the Elementals. Okay, but why does he really go to Europe? Get it? Yes, I do. Wink. Like, is that is he going to Sokovia? Uh, I don't... Wait. Well, he's probably going after the Baron. Probably. Or to find out information on the Baron, because they're in Europe. Yeah. But I love how, like, Natasha, Natalia, Natasha, Black Widow also is like, yeah, I got some freedom for the first time. I'm going to go this way. And then, but she gives him the, this info on Bucky. And then, uh, I love this. I love this. And here when Steve's like, you know, I wouldn't ask you to come. And he goes, I know, but what does he say? Ah, something like, 
I don't remember. Oh, yeah, like, I, you know, I'm back in it. Last line of the you've movie, me, we don't remember it. You've given me a reason to be to get back in it or whatever. And he goes, all right. And then Sam goes, when do we start? Boom, credit. It's so cool. This they, this ending. A little cliche, but God, still it's cool. It's such a good ending. But uh, It's not. Careful what you do with that thread. That might not be a thread you want to pull, Cap. That's what she says. Mm-hmm. But he does. He does want to pull it. He wants to pull it a lot. He wants to yep. pull it in phase three. He wants three. to... Yes, absolutely. In one of the good... Oh, man, we're going to get into debate mode with that. Or we might be on the same page. With what? Oh, this is the chords? I.E. Civil War. Okay, cool. I... I but we'll I talk about that forth. next summer. Yeah, yeah. Um, we'll talk about that next So the mid credit scene... Ah, la, 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 la. The mid credit scene, I'm sure a lot of people didn't realize... But it's still cool. Like, oh, we're seeing these characters are going to be important because they're both like enhanced, which is the first time besides the super soldier serum. This is the first time we're seeing like powers minus Thor because he's a demigod. But we're seeing powers and it's like it's the age of miracles because they can't call them mutants. So they're miracles. And (sighs) knowing what we know now about the scepter, it all makes sense. What they're and messing knowing with. what we know from WandaVision. Yeah. And Baron Von Strucker's like, hey, let's get the twins ready. And uh, we'll, all those other wow. Hydra bases are gone, but we're going to keep ours. We're going to lay low. We're going to work from the inside. And we'll we got. Continue our research here. We got but Quicksilver and I gotta Scarlet say, Witch. Yeah. We don't know who they are yet. If you're like. Uh, a movie layperson. You have no, you've only watched the MCU movies. You don't know who these two are, but the fans do. And we're going to learn a little more about them, or a lot more about them, come yep. uh, two episodes from now, I think. And my favorite post-credit but, scenes uh, are when like new characters Let's just say for revealed. this young woman, there's a lot more that meets the eye. You are correct. Given what we know now. But uh, very frightening very frightening how she's playing with those blocks and how she basically just snaps one and it cuts to the rest of the credits. That's pretty eerie. Just how she's looking at it like it's she's like a child. Like, ooh, and then... And then snaps. Yeah. Very creepy. Just yeah. like you're about to snap. Yeah. You look like you're about to snap. But the twins, yeah, she's messing with, like, I, psycho messing with floating these blocks in the air and he's like just zipping around the room. He has super speed. She has psychic, kinetic, whatever powers. And we're like, oh, even if you don't know him, you're you're hyped because my favorite types of post-credit scenes are when new characters are introduced and it's like, oh, that's, you know, which I knew a little bit about. That's, that's Scarlet Witch. What? What are you doing here? What are you doing? Well, I'm here in Sokovia. (laughs) And then the last... With my brother. (gasps) Go ahead. The last, you know, the the (laughs) post-credit scene is cool. Just like, it's showing Bucky, like, kind of remembering and want to remember. Like, he wants to start remembering. Damn it. What? I missed this one. Why? I keep not staying until after the credits. Dude, I keep thinking there's only the mid-credits. No, always assume there's two. Uh, I have, I'm doing it. 
for Guardians, I'm doing it. Yes, you're going to want to. Staying after. I think. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Staying Guardians after. has a fun one. Oh, yeah. Do you not know? I do not know, so don't say it. I got. I haven't seen that movie literally in years. Okay. Guardians of the Galaxy. Okay. But we're talking about Captain America, yeah. Act 3. We're going to wrap our thoughts on Act 3 up. Yeah, I just think but I'll wrap three, up my thoughts on the whole movie. It's to this point, like I said, it's the best that we've seen so far to, you know, in past time. But it's still one of the best, like, even after seeing all of them. It's a top five Marvel movie. Like, oh, for it's, sure. it's such a good, like, spy thriller, like, action. The Russos made a debut and a half. Like, they were like, all right, yes. you can trust us with the keys to And Marvel. they got high praise for it. Oh, yeah. Rightfully so. Oh, yeah. They were given the keys to Marvel after this, and mm-hmm. they they made Captain America cool. Like they did it for yeah. me. That's what did it for me. The Russo brothers, good good on them. But like it shot well. It everything is just there's rarely a flaw in this movie. No, with the exception the of the shield not great. slicing people in half. Yeah, yeah, and some other nonsensical things. Yeah. But it's a movie. Movie magic. We're dealing with uh, Marvel here. And I'll give you my final thoughts. But basically, all, almost everything you just said and more. Just this is a great movie. It's a great... It stands alongside... Well, that's arguable. With The Dark Knight in terms of being just a great standalone movie. Not being like just your superhero movie. Like being kind of classified as that well other than that i really liked the pacing was on point uh the thriller spy aspects were great the suspense was great in scenes like with the elevator and how they incorporated the elevator in those two scenes Mm -hmm. and we're ringing we're ringing back around to this ring theory i guess the the story that Nick Fury tells him in the elevator about his grandfather and being the, the elevator operator and how it started off well. Like he'd pack his own lunch. He was nice to everybody. And then over time, the people, the neighborhood got worse. The people got more violent. And he started having to pack a twenty-two in his lunch bag. That's sad. That is basically the plot of this movie and what happened to S.H.I.E.L.D. in a nutshell. Yep. The longer S.H.I.E.L.D. was around, the more opportunity it had to become compromised. With the world with the world changing, with the circumstances changing, this wasn't the 40s and 50s anymore, but it was modern times, 2010s. The world's changed. It's not black and white like it was back in. No. How, how, the, it, was vi- how it was viewed back then. Like the Nazis are evil. And we have an allied force that are fighting against them. This is a real war. We're fighting for real stakes. Now it's all it's all digitized. It's through the internet. It's through drone technology. It's very impersonal. Very gray. The line between black and white in this day and age. And that's what that little story in the elevator was about. It was just over time, the world changed and became 
chaotic, more chaotic as yes. what uh, Tidwell or whatever his name, Sitwell. Bidwell. <laughs> Sitwell, not Bidwell. Bidwell? Can Bidwell. you hear me? <laughs> <laughs> yes. But no, it's it has to deal with the world becoming more chaos around them chaos was forming and that had to go also with the theme that we talked about a little bit in mandalorian that they talked about with the guy saying how the imperial remnant with all these resources they're they're taking with all these resources that they're taking from this planet they're going to be able to sow more chaos and then people will be begging for order it's the same story in this movie yeah and i feel like that's a very real concern in the real world that we're dealing with. And we saw that after 9-11, even. Mm -hmm. The whole theme of this movie being how much, how many freedoms are you willing to give up to secure order? Yeah. Law and order. And Steve is all about freedom. Mm -hmm. He's Captain America. America. <laughs> Captain America. For America. I can't talk. We're nearing the end here. But I don't know. I think Steve starts to come around on that throughout the movie. He has an arc where he starts out as like very much like viewing the world almost in this term of this this view perspective of black and white because he's coming from that those those times. But then over the course of the movie he realizes and talking with Nick in the third act like no no, we got to get rid of shield and Hydra. Well, he gets a crash course on modern day because remember, right? He's learning right. as he goes. Like he is has been right. literally placed in this time period. I mean, he's just seen aliens, yep. and now everything he thought he knew about Shield is wrong. You know, there's there's a lot of stuff. Hydra, mm -hmm. who he thought he defeated he, ninety right whatever eighty years ago, is now back, what and they've been Natasha's back. Natasha's like, how does it feel knowing that what you what happened was for nothing? <laughs> right. Well, it kind of did. I was well, half expecting Pierce, and there was a big rumor before the movie. Mm -hmm. I was expecting Pierce to like reveal that he was the Red Skull. Oh, he was not. Okay. Alas, I'm glad he wasn't. He was not. He's a good enough. He's a good enough villain on his own, I think. And to have Robert Redford in the movie is a huge win. Yeah, that was a power plus, move. That will tie in older older viewers too. Sure. Like people who wouldn't go see a Marvel movie, they'd say, Oh, this has Robert Redford in it. I'm a huge fan. I'm gonna go see this. And then they'll see this Captain America movie and say, Oh wow, that was really good. I want to watch the other movies now. Yeah, and I mean the villain was great in this, you know, being Hydra. Setting up a little future villain. I kinda all the side care like Sam was poor, great. Like I'm pumped to just Start seeing Sam. His poor housekeeper. Oh, yeah. We didn't even talk about that. left her phone. I felt bad, dude. Oh, Renata. I wish you would have knocked. Then just Just mercilessly. Just mercs And I was like, well, she's dead. It's like, really? You couldn't have let her go? Put her in the mind wipe machine. Yeah, just zap her. You know? Lobotomy. So, that sort oh, of thing. Another no, thing we didn't no, even talk no. about. We learned that the Winter Soldier is supposed to be like this ghost. He has a, a several dozen confirmed like kills, but mm -hmm. nobody knows who he is. But yet he's dude. 
He's not supposed to be seen. They're fighting in broad daylight. Yeah. But it's whatever. And he's it walking matter. down the street like he's taking a stroll. Yeah, but they don't know who he is. He wears the mask. No one cared who I was. Slap it on the mask. So it's, it's uh -huh. fine. Gotta get Bane. But the Winter Soldier. Deshi, deshi, basara, basara. Great, great film. Great, great film. And you know great, what? Great, great, great film. We have an amazing one coming up after this, too. A movie that a lot of people yes, thought was going to be Marvel's first real flop. Like, there was oh, like, there's man. no way. Like, nobody's ever heard of the Guardians of the Galaxy. Who are they? There's a tree and a raccoon, but dude. Right, right. It's, it, for some people, it might have seemed too out there. Well, like, really? Is this where the Marvel Universe is going? Okay, I can do Thor. I can do Thor. Yeah, that's one but person. Now we're, we're getting into talking raccoons and trees that only say their name. Where are we? Come on. Dude. What are we doing? Well, boy, to were quote we in you, for Spencer, a what are we doing? Boy, I can't wait to talk about that. Remind me wait. to tell you. I literally you can't wait till the next one. That's a good one. My my theater watching experience with Guardians of the Galaxy. Because mm -hmm. it has the record. It's tied for the record for most times I've seen a movie in theaters. I think you said The Force Awakens was the first one, right? Yeah, it's tied. Pretty sure. Okay. But man, okay. I'm stoked to re... I haven't re rewatched Guardians of the Galaxy in a long time few years no no and i know we we mentioned it a little bit earlier but yeah, no i haven't seen it boy in a while. it's a fun I'm film real, it's so fun oh but that is the next and i have a lot of fond memories of when i went and saw it me so too i cannot wait to talk about that and i guess with that spencer we can move on into our our little closer here thank you everybody for tuning into this newest episode of sequel men the podcast i know you didn't get to see me twerk this time around there's not enough room in this Aww. in this room on camera but i know maybe someday maybe someday again we'll we'll do a patreon thing it'll be a patreon or better yet we can have joel do it yeah. um you can listen to that see that hopefully maybe someday you can listen to us and the rest of our episodes uh here on whatever platform you're listening to it on right now be it apple podcasts Spotify, Google Podcasts, Pandora, can't forget that, I forgot that one last time, and also Podbean, which hosts our episodes. Yep, that's right, that's right, and uh, give us a five-star, write a review, I'll read it, and you can email the show with questions, comments, concerns at sequelmen19 at gmail.com, and you can follow us on the socials, Twitter at sequelmen19, uh, Instagram at Sequelman the Podcast and the Facebook just Sequelman the Podcast. Search it. We post stuff. Interact. Interact. We want to hear from you. We want to make it big. Let's get big. Let's get big. You need it? Yeah. I can make it big. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I just got hyped. I just got hyped. <laughs> uh, New one's coming out. Yeah. All right. Anyway. But um. Anyway, anyway, you guys we and ladies, we hope you've all had a great Memorial Day, Memorial Day weekend, and we cannot wait until the next one. That's right, Christian, because here at Sequel Men, the podcast, all films are created sequel. Take care.